Hey, what's up, podcast? This is Match Lava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Match Lava, and today is Wednesday, May 11th, 2022, I believe. It's been a busy day. Either way, it's been a very, very busy day. So I've been getting after it. I got up a little bit earlier today, ended up getting work done a little bit earlier. Had some stuff come up just regular every day, kind of errands, chores, family stuff that I was getting done. Had to do just some yard work and stuff like that to help out. But overall, just a good day. Got a lot done and been trying more than ever to try and stay as focused on my business as possible. I think that there's a, a limited time right now to really try and capitalize on some of the gains that I've made with my business in the past year. I really want to be able to roll those into something that's going to be a little bit more sustainable. And so I've been focusing a lot on the replens model of reselling, doing that on Amazon, and trying to buy products that you can find consistently, repeatedly, and sell over and over again on Amazon until it gets tanked out because too many buyers get on the listing or the product becomes too easy to get or, or whatever. So that's what I've been working on. I'm thinking that I'm probably going to be harping on this a lot during the rest of this year because it's something that I've been changing majority of my business over to. So I've been somebody who's sold kind of like a release reseller is kind of what I call it, but basically a sneaker reseller who dabbled in other markets, looked at NFTs for a brief moment, did a lot of sneakers. I've done a lot of consoles. I've done a lot of just the, hey, it's here, get it while it's hot type of thing and flip it. But I'm looking to do something a little bit more consistent. And part of that is just because I'm sick of this grind of looking for the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. I was talking to um, a good friend yesterday and he was saying, you know, it's very tough to be able to do that consistently if it's not your thing. And it's not my thing. My thing is not looking for new trends. I'm, I'm good at it and I am good at looking for them. And given the opportunity to do so, I'll be successful. But it's not something I live for. <laughs> I, I don't live for it. It's not my, my number one passion in life is not looking for trends. It's not looking for the next it thing. My passions are like hanging out with friends and family and doing what I enjoy um, and spending time with them, right? That's like my passion, right? I really do enjoy that. And so if there's an opportunity to be able to build a business that will provide me more free time than I would have at a traditional nine to five or give me the flexibility to take the days that I want to spend with those that I care about most, I'm going to do that. And, and that's what I'm working on right now. And so I see that with replans a lot more because it's a little bit more consistent. It's easier to outsource because looking for trends is not something that you can outsource as much. Looking for replenishables is pretty outsourceable because once you have a like a defined process of types of brands, types of products, things that you're ungated in on Amazon, things that you can sell on Amazon. You can really fine tune that and make it into a document or a video that you can show a couple of virtual assistants in the Philippines and get them up to speed with what sorts of things you like to buy. And then you can have them look for items in their free, well, items overnight while you're sleeping so that when you wake up, because they're 12 hours offset from us, at least in the Eastern time zone. So they're 12 hours offset. So when I go to bed, my VA starts working. And if I wanted to have somebody looking for leads, I could literally wake up to a full list of leads, barring that I teach them how to do it correctly and they understand what I'm saying and, and all that kind of stuff goes through. But they work while we sleep and vice versa. They're asleep while we work. So it gives you a lot of time to wake up and have a bunch of leads there. Eventually, people outsource it to where they have somebody doing some of the buying for them, people doing the shipping and prep and, and like a whole actual system and business built out from this so if you've been following me for a while now you would know that 
that's kind of the 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 not the path where I started out, but kind of what I've been looking for for a while. I do see a much clearer path to do that with this sort of reselling because it is run more like a business because you're restocking things and because there's a lot of opportunities to move into real businesses and doing things that are not just reselling. I mean, a real business does resell, but doing more than just reselling, actually going to real wholesalers and buying from them rather than retail stores and getting invoices that way. Going to uh, try a private label product and, and being able to do that. Once you understand Amazon, you are a little bit better equipped to do these sorts of things. And so that's kind of what I want to learn. I think there's a lot of opportunity out there for that. That's what I'll be focusing on in the upcoming months and, and years ahead, at least for now. That's kind of what my plan is. I think that it's going to be big, though. I, I do believe that I think that we have a lot of changes coming in both the the world and, and just in the economy. I, I don't want to kind of like make it sound doomsday-ish. And by no means does this constitute financial advice. Like if you're do not take anything here as financial advice or anything like trading advice or anything like that. But from what I've been hearing and from a lot of the economics and economy podcasts and YouTube shows that I've been paying attention to, and I usually flip one on whenever I go and work out or I'll have it on just whenever I'm doing things around the house. But it seems like at least we are headed for like a downturn and you've seen that in markets and stuff already. And just listening to a guy that I followed on Twitter, I think one of the guys in GFNF put me onto him, but his name's CryptoJack guy's been very very spot on with the way things have been trending for bitcoin and a lot of the markets outside of just the crypto kind of currency markets have been kind of in lockstep with that and so as we kind of see what's going on with the economy if things continue to dip down i don't really know how much of a market there will be there anyways for these release resellers as, as i've been or sneaker resellers because sneakers are needed but paying a premium of $100, $200 on a pair of sneakers isn't necessary. And when there's not so much money floating around, and you think about it, when the government stops providing so much free money, companies start making less money and they have to adjust it by either charging more or cutting costs in different places. And so it's not as easy for their employees to make money because when the company makes less money, the employees make less money. And then when the employees make less money, well, they're the people that go out and buy stuff at other companies. And so it's this whole cascading effect that that is just more complex than most people realize. And so when that starts happening, there's less money to be spent because those employees are no longer buying the sneakers. They're no longer buying the consoles. They don't have the money for that. They don't have the expense, the extra income to expense that at the end of the month. And so it's just, it's one of those things where me being in that kind of a zone, I've been concerned for so long what happens when we have a recession because a recession, in my opinion, has been looming for a while. And when you have that happen and there's not as much money to go around, you have a 2008-ish scenario, I don't know how resellers do during that. I've, I've listened to podcasts of resellers. I've listened to people talk about it. It seems like a lot of resellers sold household goods. And you think about what replenishables sell well, it's a lot of household household goods. And so that's kind of what I've been focused on. I've been listening a lot to Silent Sales Radio and not to plug anybody else's podcast, but I think it's worth you listening to. But I've just been paying attention to that and, and really listening to how to sell replenishables on Amazon. And I placed my first order today. I found a bunch of stuff in the past two weeks. I've, I've probably found, I'd say close to 70 or 80 possible buys. And then I narrowed it down to about 10 or so out of all of those that I really felt comfortable buying. I didn't go crazy. I think I bought maybe one to 
maybe four of each type of item and just said, hey, let's see how these go. I haven't really sold much on Amazon. I've never sent something in FBA. I don't really know much about it. And I've sold stuff FBM on Amazon, but I've never sold stuff FBA on Amazon. So I don't know what that's like. And I know that that's kind of like going from once you send it in, you feel like, hey, am I ever going to sell stuff? And like a light just kind of flicks on as soon as your stuff gets there and and everything just sells through. That's what a lot of people have said. But I don't know if that's going to be the case with me or not. I may be a terrible Amazon seller right now. And it wouldn't surprise me if I am because I don't know that much about Amazon. But I've tried to be diligent enough to pick stuff based on the keep it graphs, based on the Ace and Zen tool that I've purchased and based on Amazon not being on the listing. That's kind of been my criteria. And I think that those three things could present a nice solution for me to be able to based on what the rank of a product has been over the past year and kind of analyzing that give me a good position to be able to sell a product and at least not lose a ton of money and I didn't put a ton of money into this I think the total cost of everything may have been like $300 which is a lot of money to some people and to me it's a lot of money but at the same time it's a business expense it's not like it's coming out of my personal money it's a business expense because it's for my business so there's a little bit more money that the business would spend on something like that than I personally would, but I think that it'll be interesting to kind of see how things play out, and I'll keep you informed as to how those are going. I, I got about probably, I would say probably 20 to 30 items that I'll be sending into Amazon once everything's said and done, once I do the bundle packs and stuff like that that I found, just kind of getting that all set up. It's going to be interesting. I'm going to see how things go with getting all my labels printed out, what I need to do for that, how I need to package them, how I need to prep them to ship. And once that's all ready to go, I'll send them off to Amazon and then pray that everything works out and that they get there okay and then I can get some sales. So that's what I'm working on. But if things do turn, and this is really what I wanted to wrap it all around to, if things do turn for the worse, where the economy starts to go really haywire and people either lose their jobs or there's not as much money going around and it's harder to get raises, it's harder to find a good paying job or if any of these things happen, it will probably be more difficult to sell shoes. It'll be more difficult to sell collectibles, Pokemon cards, sports cards. It's just what I was listening to tonight. That's what he literally said on the stream, the the guy that I was just talking about. He does a live stream every, I think, twice a week. And he literally said, Pokemon cards, sports cards, probably not going to do that well during an economic downturn. And I've been thinking this for a while. It's been something that's been on my mind. A part of the reason why I didn't go super heavy into these things, because it just things didn't feel right to me and there's plenty of money to have been made on those sorts of things plenty of people that have made money on those I wasn't one of them and I missed out on a lot but I'm also happy that I'm not super super invested into those things right now I definitely have enough that I would like to sell a lot of it and I probably will be selling a lot of it in the upcoming days and weeks ahead and I'm going to be probably focusing at least this week near the end of the week and Saturday on getting a lot of that stuff listed on eBay and sold through trying to get some shoes sold through because I don't know what, what the future holds. I, I do think that there's shoes and, and opportunities to buy that you'll be able to make money. I, I think that's very, very possible. But I do not believe that I'm the person to be able to pick correctly outside of maybe a few just very blatantly obvious uh, shoes that'll perform well, right? Like if you were somebody that bought a Jordan Union 1, chances are that thing's not going to go back down to retail price, right? If we have an apocalypse, it probably will. But like most likely it's not going to because the Jordan Union one is just one of the most iconic shoes that's ever released. Same thing with the off-white ones. A lot of those really, really classic Jordan ones that everybody wants. Much past that though, I don't know. I, I don't really know what's going to happen. And obviously I don't know. Things could shoot up tomorrow. I, I have no idea. But 
if something like that would happen, you have to take a pause and say, what does my business look like? And if you're somebody that's full-time, you really have to take a pause and say, what does my business look like? And Pure Hustle Podcast put out last week a podcast on reselling during a recession. And I've been meaning to listen to it. I just haven't had the time yet. But it's interesting. There's a lot more people talking about inflation. There's a lot more people talking about a recession. There's a lot more people talking about these economic terms that I haven't really heard much about in the past 10 years. I mean, here and there, and maybe I haven't been plugged into the economy very much and who would be as as a high school kid and, and being in college, like that's not most people's focus. But it just seems now that there's a lot more people talking about it that maybe you wouldn't expect to. And I mean, even when I first started listening to them, Pure Hustle Podcast wasn't focused on inflation. They weren't focused on things like the the current economic state. It really wasn't a, a deep thought in their mind. And it seems like there's even been a change in some of the podcast topics. And that's not a bad thing. I think it's very good to talk about those things if it's something that's relevant, which is kind of what their whole spiel has been is real re- relevant reselling, I think is something along the lines of what they say. But it is relevant, and it hasn't always been relevant, at least to the point that it is today. So for me, kind of looking towards the future and saying what's something that could be relevant even during a recession, replenishables seem like that to me because I'm not selling anything crazy. I mean, people are selling stuff in the replenishables category like toothpaste packs or like sets of tools or things like just normal everyday household goods that people still need no matter what the state of the world's in because everybody needs a hammer. Everybody needs toothpaste. Everybody needs, um, you know, a, a set of five shirts like Hanes t-shirts that are undershirts. Like those are things that aren't going to go away anytime soon. If the world gets to the point where we don't need those things, like you're going to have a lot bigger problems than whether or not you're selling on Amazon. You just are. And so the, the real question is what are the things that are going to be resellable when we have an economic downturn. If, if there would be a case like a 2008-2009 scenario where we had a recession, what are you going to sell? And for me, I've been thinking a lot about that. I do find a little bit of comfort in, in doing this replens model because a lot of the stuff that I'll be looking at selling is common household goods, common things that people buy. Some of it may be a little bit ritzier, right? I mean, some stuff, do you really need to pay $20 for that special bottle of ketchup? Probably not. I mean, most people probably aren't going to do that. And find that replenishable falls off but for every one of those there's probably a bunch more of just regular household staple goods that people are going to want to buy and people that are wealthy enough to spend up a little bit are going to spend up a little bit to get the the direct brands and types that they want and spend up for the convenience of getting this sort of item with this sort of item like bundle packs and stuff like that on amazon stuff like that actually sells really well and I do believe that that'll continue into a recession. I do believe that people will still buy on Amazon during the re- during a recession if it would be a thing. I don't think that's going to change. I do believe the types of goods that people buy will shift more from this laissez-faire collectible market, I have a hobby type of crap that people are buying now to more like, hey, it was cool to have a hobby when I had expendable income. Right now, I'm trying to pay the bills. And people are going to shift more to this mindset of survivability And like a survival mindset of, I need to be able to pay the bills. I need to be able to buy what I need. They're going to go to Amazon. They're going to see what's convenient. They're going to buy it there because Amazon's the biggest marketplace in the world. But much past that, I don't really, I don't really have a good sense of what's going to happen because I've never lived through a recession before or at least lived through it and actually paid attention. So it's interesting. I don't, I don't know what's going to play out. We haven't had an Amazon for something like that before. We've had Amazon was around, but they weren't to the scale they are now. Same thing with eBay. It was around, but it wasn't the scale it's at now. 
I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know. There's a lot more. It, it feels to me that there's a lot more people that are invested into weird things like collectibles, especially like NFTs, and you have all the sports cards people, and you have like so many of these weird kind of niche things that maybe I don't remember happening in the past, but I do know that like things like Beanie Babies and sports cards of the past, they all went to zero. So it's just there was a time when that happened. Obviously, sports cards are back, but I don't know for how long. NFTs are here. I don't know for how long. I imagine some of them will stay. Majority of them will go down. I mean, the same thing happened with the dot-com era. There were a lot of websites that were looking really nice. And if you want to know one, go look at pets.com and see what happened with them. They were a huge website. They were a competitor of Amazon at one point. Maybe not in the same space, but they were thought of as like an Amazon-like company. They're irrelevant right now. And Amazon's the biggest company in the world. So there are a few brands. There are a few sites that made it. And majority of them went to zero. And same thing will probably happen with NFTs. A lot of the same thing will probably happen with sports cards. Again, not trading or financial advice. Uh, you need to do your own research for that sort of thing. But at least from what I'm looking at, I, I, it concerns me a little bit to the point where it makes me want to protect what I have and makes me want to think about how do I build a business that is both able to be sustainable during this sort of a downturn should it happen. And if not, well, great. I have a great business that runs and I've been able to build a business that will be able to weather some sort of recession. And now I can add those you know, extra markets on, the collectibles markets, the sneaker markets, stuff like that, where before majority of what I was selling probably wouldn't have been able to sustain that sort of thing. So we'll see. I'm still really new at this. It's not something that I know 100% what I'm doing yet. I'm still trying to figure that out, but I do feel a little bit better with what I'll be selling, the types of goods I'll be selling, and how easy they are to get compared to your sneakers, where sneakers you may get one or two pairs if you're lucky. These sort of things, hopefully they're there every month, and if they're not, you need to look for better replenishables, and that's mainly falls on me. It doesn't fall on Nike for not giving me enough pairs. It doesn't fall on me not being a good enough botter. It falls on me putting in the work, putting in the time to look up items, to look for new methods to find items, and just being able to buy them. So that's what I'll be focused on. I'm excited for it, and um, yeah, I mean, if you're worried about this sort of a thing, you probably should be a little bit. I would just look for better better stuff to sell if you're worried about it because even Daily Refinement, before his eBay store got banned, he was very, very adamant about selling used clothing. It's recession-proof, he said. Nobody's going to stop needing used clothing. Actually, used clothing is probably more desirable in a recession because people want to spend less on clothes, so they'll go to a used clothing market versus a new clothing market to be able to save some money. And so looking for those sorts of markets that are very... Uh, good when the times are good and also decent when the times are bad those sorts of things are what I'm focused on because we've seen a lot of companies in the past two years get completely wiped out who weren't prepared for something who weren't prepared for unforeseen circumstances and I don't want to be one of those people I don't want to be one of those companies and I do believe that selling things that are a little bit more common a little bit more everyday items that people need that people will want and not not things to the degree of like people need it to survive and if they don't buy from me like I, I bought them all so they're screwed like not like that but just like like there's never a, a shortage of hammers right but people may have the particular hammer that they like that they may not have a Lowe's next to them and Lowe's may only be the carrier of that particular hammer so I list those on Amazon people go they say hey I like co uh, Lowe's cobalt hammer so they go buy it from me on Amazon it's just you know everybody probably needs a hammer if you're going to do any sort of work around the house but 
when it comes to the brand and the type, some people have their preferences. And for those people that can't access the Lowe's, they may go on Amazon to buy that specific hammer and brand on, on Amazon instead of at Lowe's. So anyway, that's just kind of an example. Maybe not the best one, but one that I'm kind of thinking about right now. So hopefully that makes a little bit of sense. But that's what I'm focused on, recession-proof businesses. I think it's going to be a big thing. I think that there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be focused on it in the upcoming years and months ahead. Um, and yeah, that's what I'll be working on from here on out. So just want to put that out there. It's been on my mind. It's something that I've been really focused on in the past few months. And I, I think that this is kind of a good solution for me. So I'm going to document it here. And I guess if I go out of business, you'll find out. Hopefully that doesn't happen. But we will see all in good time how things play out. And I'll be putting in the work to make sure that I do everything in my power to make sure that doesn't happen. So Anyway, with that being said, I'm going to go. It is late. I'm going to get this thing edited and thrown up for you guys to listen to tomorrow. So you guys have a great rest of your Wednesday, and I'll talk to you tomorrow with another podcast. Have a good one. Peace.